What are the core security skills needed in organizations today? Hi, I'm Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're going to answer that question today by talking with Kent Anderson, the Founder and Managing Director of Encurve. Kent, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for the opportunity. Just as some context for our audience today, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your experience, and then your role now with Encurve. I've been involved in the security profession now for uh, coming up on 24 years. Uh, I've done a variety of tasks, everything from investigation of computer crimes through development of security programs, and now through Encurve, uh, we provide a range of services to clients uh, from the standard security management consulting, uh, risk assessments, uh, policy development, through strategic advisory uh, services to CISOs and CSOs. So, Kent, as you look to 2010, what are the information security trends that you're most tracking? Well, I think I'm, I'm dividing the, the trends for the next year or two into probably three categories. And those are technology, business issues, and let's call it just pure security itself. In the area of technology, uh, I think there's two very big trends occurring that are going to have a tremendous impact on security, and that's virtualization, which is things like cloud computing, uh, applications as a service, those type of technologies, and the continued uh, deployment and development of wireless and mobile technologies. Uh, both of these areas are well underway, but they're showing that, that the age-old problem that we've had in security from the very beginning, and that is that leading-edge technologies are being implemented before we really understand what the threats and risks are, and before true security controls have been put into place to mitigate some of those. So from security practitioner's point of view, uh, these are going to be real challenges. The other key thing that these technologies are driving is the loss of the perimeter. Uh, where, where as a security practitioner does our job begin and where does it end? That's becoming fuzzier and fuzzier with these types of technologies. On the business side, uh, again, I'm looking at probably two uh, critical areas and two trends that we need to keep an eye on. First is the regulatory environment, and then second is just the continued economic pressures that we're going to face uh, throughout 2010 as a follow-on to the economic downturn. Uh, the regulatory environment is in flux. Uh, right now in the U.S., Congress is obviously uh, focused on other issues, but there are several bills pending that could have significant impact in and around data, data protection, data privacy, um, and I think that we need to keep a close look on financial uh, regulations uh, coming stemming out of a previous crisis it's going to be very easy to slip in small things that could have a serious uh, security impact, very much as the Section 404 of Sarbanes-Oxley did. Um, and we've got to keep our eye on the worldwide regulatory view. It's not just the U.S. The EU is very active in this space, and there's the risk that a lot of these regulations are going to be, if not uh, competitive, at least maybe not very complementary to each other. Um, on the on the core security aspects, 
the two trends that I, I think are going to be most important for us is the continued convergence of security and increased threats. In the convergence, I'm talking about a little bit more than just the standard idea of physical and IT security coming together. I'm talking about convergence of information security with all the various business functions. Legal, uh, we have electronic discovery is a huge area in that thing, and it's having a tremendous impact on IT and information security. Uh, HR, uh, how we're hiring people, how we're outsourcing things, that's going to impact everything. So it's a convergence of information security with all these other business functions uh, are going to really change the way we do business. And obviously the increased threats. We're going to see more and more serious threats, more fraudulent and profit-motivated crimes. And I think organized crime is, is going to continue to grow in these areas. You know, you used an interesting term in that last um, answer, which was core security. Now, you've described an organization that, that's in flux, an organization that to some extent is besieged to meet the challenges that you've outlined. What would you say are the core security skills that organizations are going to need? Very good question, because what today we're living in an environment where I think the, the security profession uh, and the information security profession has some serious drawbacks, and, and probably the number one drawback is our myopic focus on technology. Uh, we, we tend to look at this as a technology problem, and we're trying, struggling to find a technology solution for it, and that's just not the case. Um, if you think about it, security awareness is at an all-time high. Uh, organizations are, are hiring and spending more than they ever had on, on this. Uh, there's as I said, legislation and regulation is coming out from everywhere. And yet, despite all these efforts, every single statistical uh, measure of security's performance is showing that the problem is actually increasing. That's the number of incidences, the amounts of losses, uh, the potential for downtime. All of these types of things are growing, even though we're continuing to put a lot of effort into it. Uh, I saw a, a recent survey that, that said that over 80% of security professionals said that security risks were not understood or not well understood within their organization. That's a profound statistic. And I think that gets to the idea of, of the missing core security skills. Uh, one of the most important core security skills that we need to develop is the ability to better understand better analyze and better communicate risks and threats. Um, this is um, uh, probably one of the single thing, biggest things that's missing today. And part of that is we don't look at, what we look at is what is the technology in place. We, we have a, kind of a knee-jerk reaction to certain solutions, a firewall. Uh, VPN. We look at it in terms of that. Instead of backing up and saying, what risks do we as an organization actually face, and what is the best control to put in place to mitigate that risk? Um, there, there's also a concept that I call understanding of, of, of a security life cycle, and that's that we are able to do those threat and risk assessments properly, that we can build and develop effective 
policies and procedures, that we can design controls that really meet our needs and mitigate risk, um, and that we can respond to incidences in a timely, controlled fashion. Unfortunately, what happens today is often we just apply technology controls uh, without understanding those risks. We write policies after the fact, and those are usually then put on a shelf and ignored. Uh, and then when an incident does occur, our reaction to it is very ad hoc, very firefighting. And it's these core skills of policies, threat assessments, uh, control design and incident response that I think are, are what we are missing today and, and how they play with each other, how they affect each other. Um, those are some of the real core skills that are overlooked and we need to look to develop. Where do you see organizations developing those skills? Are they doing it in-house? Are they sending people off to professional bodies? Well, that's, that's part of our problem. Uh, unfortunately, I think most organizations, as an organization, don't understand this problem well enough to direct the development of good security skills. Um, I sometimes get the idea that we're in a, in a situation of the blind leading the blind. Um, and you know, if you think about it, certainly an HR department isn't going to have the knowledge uh, to understand our profession and the issues that we need to deal with it. Um, and if you know, even looking within the security organization itself, too often I find CISOs, CSOs, they're, they're too focused on the firefighting, uh, the budget problems and everything to get ahead of the curve, so to speak, and, and start dealing with some of these issues. So I think what, what, what happening, what's happening today is that most people develop these types of skills on the fly, on the job, um, without a formal thought or mechanism behind it. And I think that's one of the things we need to learn, uh, we need to work at as an organization, is to define what these core skills are and what do we need to get them. I think it's, at the end of the day, it's going to be left up, in the short term, left up to the individual to, to acquire these skills. Well, let's take a step back and talk about the challenges in meeting these demands. Um, you, you sort of identified some skills here, and it's something that you can prescribe. Well, what are the obstacles to organizations being able to do this bit of self-analysis that you've described and be able to, to fill people into these roles? Well, I think, you know, for, for first and foremost, it, it comes down to the ability to communicate risk and, and what needs to be done about it. Um, you know, when we look to, to, to finding these things, part of the challenge, I, I'm sure every one of your listeners has had this problem, if, if you look at the... Uh, the professional security training bodies that are out there, uh, they have large catalogs of all the technical courses, uh, how to configure firewalls, how to do a penetration test, all of these type of, and these are all good skills. I'm not, I'm not criticizing them, but they, they lack those other skills. Those, I don't want to say they're softer skills because they are, they're very practical skills for our profession. Um, they don't exist very, uh, very concretely, and even when you see it as, as a title, um, when you look at the content, again, it, they usually focus back on the technical uh, aspects. So I think, you know, one of the challenges is just finding uh, formal training that addresses these types of needs within the information security profession. I think there's other professions that might be able to help us with some of these things. 
But uh, and then the second challenge we're facing is, is even if we have the courses, we have that ever-present uh, issue of budgetary restraints, uh, just finding the time. Everybody suffers from that. How, how do I take a week out or two weeks out to take a training course? So I think those are the big challenges we're facing. Now, you talked earlier about individuals taking on the responsibility to develop these skills themselves. For someone that wanted to do that, to take charge of their career, develop some of these skills, and present themselves as sort of a more complete package, what advice would you give to them? Well, first, you need to, I think, take a step back and, uh, and think about what you want as a career and what you envision your career path to be. Um, in other words, you know, we kind of have to answer the question, what do we want to be when we grow up? There are people, some people, they want to stay technically focused. They like the technology. They want to keep that focus. They truly see that that's their lifetime career plan. That's, I think that's, that's fine. Uh, we, we will always need technologists who understand that and, and can work. The issue, though, I think people need to realize is that as this profession matures, and as it becomes more and more integrated with the business, um, and the business has become more and more dependent on it, the, the strict technologist is going to become more and more of a uh, isolated role. Uh, career paths and career progression will, I think, will decrease over time if you keep solely a technical focus. Um, one of the and and I think the people that do that risk uh, suffering a, a lot more churn in that these are the types of jobs that I think in the future we're going to see are more subject to layoffs, will be outsourced more often, um, and so you know while you can sit there and say you want technology to be your major fo- major focus, I, I think you have to understand where the the industry is heading with that. For the people that want to go somewhere else, I think there's really two primary paths. One is, and this is what I get from a lot of people, is the question, how do I become a CISO? Well, I think the core skill that a CISO needs today is business skills. They are the primary interface between the security organization and the business. And they have to be able to translate risks, security needs, uh, those type of things, to the business. So they have to be able to speak the business language. So I think if that's the career path you are looking at, you need the, the business skills to get you there. Um, but the other path that is certainly, I think, open and probably the one that's, that's going to grow the most in the future is what we can call the, the, the core security professional. And I think these will be senior positions uh, of individuals who really understand how to apply these core security skills, how to do a risk assessment, how to do a threat assessment, uh, and then take that information, relate it back to the business, relate it back to the various other uh, organizational functions, be able to communicate to legal, be able to communicate to HR and the business units and their leaders. Um, and probably one of the biggest skills that they're going to require to do that is you have to do all that analysis and communication probably with insufficient information and under severe time constraints. So I think those are some of the the areas that people need to look, look to, de- to decide where do they want to go. And then within each one of those areas, look at how do I get the skills within that. Business skills, there's a lot of ways to get that. Everything from an MBA to 
other less rigid formal training, um, that type of thing. The core security skills are a little harder um, because we as a profession, because we're the information security profession is so young, uh, we don't have a lot of that well-defined yet. So I think what people who want to go down that track need to look at is some of our related uh, professions, such as physical security, which has been around a lot longer. Uh, they still do very similar things. They do risk assessments. Uh, they have policies. Uh, they respond to incidences. Now, it's a different flavor, but the principles between the two are the same. So I think the, the, if you want to stay in a core security position and stay in a senior position, you need to learn as many other things as you can, legal issues, um, hiring issues, business issues, and then other core security issues as related, for example, to physical security uh, and those type of areas. So you've talked about, uh, for, for senior leaders, their entry point. For someone that's just getting into the profession today, I've got to think that as young as the profession is, the, the bar of entry has changed over the years. So for someone getting started, what would you advise them to do today as opposed to when you started in the industry? Well, I think for, first it's an exciting time to enter the profession. I, I think we're, we're really on the cusp of some real changes and expansion to our profession. Uh, as, as I said, we're a fairly young profession, and I think it's just in the recent years that we're, we're actually seeing it just begin to mature into into a profession. Um, my my advice to somebody that's entering the profession is is first just just learn, uh, be inquisitive. Um, you know, certainly when you enter the profession, you you are almost always given a very specific task, and, and you do need to develop some real core capabilities. In most cases, these in information security, these are technical capabilities, um, and and you need to do that. You need to to get a foothold and learn a portion of it. But don't be satisfied with just learning the core technology. Um, figure out and try to learn how does that specialty, whatever it is, how does it apply to the bigger picture? Um, if you're doing something in cloud computing or virtualization, um, you know, how does that impact, try to, try to ask questions of how is that going to impact the organization? Uh, how is that going to impact the business relationship between our organization and other organizations, the outsourcers, the providers? What's the security implications of those relationships? Um, so I think the biggest thing that you can do as a as an early practitioner is to keep an open mind and learn. It's an ever-changing environment, and it's one that you're going to have to keep on top of. And I think you have to take charge of that. Uh, don't depend on a, a an organization to necessarily develop your career for you. Kent, that's great counsel. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Great. I'm glad to help. We've been talking with Kent Anderson, the Managing Director of N-Curve. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.